Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's your up and coming new favorites. I'm Coco. Why do I always want to be you? Why do I always say I'm Coco? I need to, I need I to dive into that. I think we, because we share a brain and we're so like-minded, you're just like, you're Coco and I'm Nene or vice versa, whatever. You know who we are. Right. I mean, this time, I mean, hopefully you're listening and, you know, no one has a squeaky voice like me. I'm Nene. And I'm Coco. And we are excited. Also, I need to stop saying excited, but I'm always excited. We're excited to be back this week with another episode of our podcast. We are wrapping up the relationship series. We've had some phenomenal guests. Coco, who do you think... I guess we don't have a favorite because we've been talking to all people we like, but what was one of your top three, you think? Um, top three relationship. The platonic one was very interesting, mainly because we didn't even really talk about platonic relationships. We talked about everything else, but it was just like a brotherhood round table kind of red table talk kind of thing or blue table talk in our case because we don't do that red, but um, right. All day cut. Yeah, 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 nah. That one was one of my favorites. And then I'm afraid to say it. Are you going to say the, the Amory? I'm going to say the Amory family. Oh, okay. This is why we share a brain. Yeah, yeah. The Amory okay. definitely had us thinking. And I'm glad that we had them on. Um, I would say I was really, I enjoyed talking to my mom because, you know, I found some tidbits I didn't know in all of my 41 years. So that was good. And today we have a special guest um, and we have entitled this one, Sensual Situationships. I just thought that was appropriate. I mean, you know, I'm open for suggestions on that one. Um, <laughs> I feel like, do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want me to introduce you? How you want it to go down? Samira? Oh, okay. So wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I would like for Mr. Coleman to go ahead and just introduce himself and then May, then you enter, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, then you can say your introduction of him. I just want to see what y'all say. This is about to be real. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. There's a backstory to this for, for me personally with this situ- situationship. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm excited. I'm always excited, but I'm super excited. This is about to go down. So go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Coleman, our guest today um how's everyone doing tonight my name is ron coleman um uh yeah and i'm i'm delighted to be here um i've been invited a few times on a few other topics i wasn't able to make it but i'm here today and how long have you known um miss nate to the name Gosh, um, over 20 years. Well, another 20 plus there. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Ms. May for the May. Go ahead and uh, introduce our guest. This is uh, Mr. Coleman, as he said, and he's right. He's been invited to a couple of podcasts, but I'm glad he was able to make this one, and I'm sure he'll make a few others. If we don't piss him off, <laughs> um, <laughs> I let's see. We have known each other. 
I was in eighth grade. How old you are in eighth grade? Because I believe you were a freshman. Yes. Does that sound right? Or were you in eighth grade and I was in seventh grade? Yes. You were in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yes, because we have had some upward bound adventures, which takes it way, 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 way back. Way back. Um, and it's kind of an interesting dynamic because his sister is a play cousin that I grew up with. No, his sister is best friends with the play cousin that I grew up with. And I don't actually remember the very first meeting. I keep wanting to say it was a birthday party, but is that accurate? It was a birthday party. It was a birthday it party mm-hmm. in my play cousin's garage. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's right. And she was born in October. So we always had like a Halloween type themed um, birthday party, but he and his sibling were there and me and my god sister were there. Um, Eastside, Eastside. Eastside, San ESSJ, full. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was many, many moons ago. So that is how we met. That's how we met. So that is how we met. So, okay, so you got ESSJ, Eastside, San Jose. Um, did you guys go to the same school? Because you, you said Upward Bound. Can you tell us a little bit about that for the people who don't know what that is so they, you know, don't get scared that you guys met in some kind of like scared straight kind of program or anything? <laughs> I mean, that's our gangster, because you. (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't go to the same, like, um, high school or ever go to the same school. Um, Upward Bound was, uh, I'll say was, because it's no more um, funding. Um, Upward Bound was a kind of like a college prep for high school kids that had chose to dedicate themselves to go to college and graduate. Um, so they provided us with tutoring services, um, after school programs with the tutoring services and also summer school. And in the summer school, which was unique to this program, we got to stay on a university campus for like six, like six, eight weeks out of the summer. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so we kind of got like a little bit of a college experience, but we were still in high school. And this is what sophomores or freshmen to like juniors, right? Mm-hmm. Freshmen to junior, yeah, because they help you apply to college, yeah, and. I would like to highlight that we didn't know we were going to Upward Bound. Like our our parents, our families have never been friends, if that makes sense. So it was a surprise that we ended up both at San Jose State during Upward Bound at a similar, the same time. Very true. So I'm going to assume that you guys met Janae's freshman year of Upper Bound because I you introduced me to Upper Bound my sophomore year and then I did the summer program that sophomore year going to my junior year. No, we met when I was in seventh grade. 
at the cousin's no, birthday party. The Everbound upper, upper upper program is, you guys went to Everbound together when you were a freshman. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I bring that up because the title of this podcast is Situationship, Sensual Situationship. And the uniqueness of Upper Bound, RIP to Upper Bound, because it was a great program, it allows you to spend a lot of time um, with mentors that were in college and they were mentoring and tutoring students who were in high school. But also we had the summer program where we were, we thought we was big and bad because we were on campus and there was no parents and we got to live like college students. With that being said, what was or what is now your current um, relationship status? BFS. Our current relationship status. Um, I would say it's we just have a great relationship. Uh, I think what? that she knows what I want long term, and I know it. I definitely know what she wants long term. So, are you guys in a relationship? Yes. Not not, not a, everybody's in a relationship, right? Coco, we're in a relationship. We're in a friendship. We're in a yes. But are we in a situation? Are we in a sensual situationship? No, it's not sensual right now. <laughs> Very true. Um no. Because she has a eight AHDP. <laughs> tell her what that is oh, tell her what that is she's gonna love it what, what did we say it was uh, attention deficit deficit active pussy yeah you heard that as a joke somewhere I said that you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen <laughs> DSM we're coming to you. We got right. two of them for you. Right, 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 right. Okay, so you guys have once upon a time been in a um, relationship outside of just being friends, correct? Yes. Is that the current status or is it kind of waned off and you guys are taking a break? Because the situationship, um, for people who don't really know, and I'm just going to kind of give what, what my uh, definition or ideal of it is it's like when you have feelings you have intimate feelings and or may have been in an intimate relationship with somebody but right now we don't really know what we are in we're kind of in that limbo spot or we can't really connect so we're in a we're still in this lockstep of feelings and emotions and some kind of relationship but we can't really call it a relationship so we call it a situationship but that does that apply to you guys I do believe so. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, distance is definitely um, problematic. Yes. Um, right now. So that's part of it. Yeah. I think we also made some decisions that we wanted to work on some things independently. Um, so. That also factors in, I believe. And I also think 
you know, we haven't put any limits, correct me if I'm wrong, on each other in terms of um, our social relationships outside of each other. Okay. okay. All right. That was so, a very um, easy answer. That was, that was a good one like that. It was really, it was like neatly packaged with the bow. Expiration date was clearly stamped on it. It was like, it was good. It was fresh. It was fresh. I love it. Um, what, what prompted you guys to go from being friends at a Halloween birthday party to surprise or both at upper balance to saying, Hey, you know what? I like your butt. We should go out on a date. <laughs> well, little did I know, I, I, I didn't realize this until later, but apparently he liked my butt all the way from the birthday party. Little did I know. Yeah. And also yeah. used to look at my butt when we were supposed to be tutoring in our math and upward bound. Um, is that not true? It was the small of your back. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because you, there was a gap <laughs> between your shirt and your pants. Because they did not used to make clothes for hippie. Right. Like, yeah, there you go. Right. That, yeah, that part. Pain, that, that part right there. <laughs> if you've okay, seen listen. our logo, if you haven't seen our logo, our logo is depicted of a combination between Nicole and I, and it's a very curvaceous um, woman who okay. has a deep arch in her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you stared the small of my back, the arch of my back. And I was completely oblivious. Um, what I do remember is I, I was not allowed to have boyfriends. I was not allowed to date. And so I would spend the night at this cousin's house. And that's how we would talk on the phone. Right. Or he would write me and she would bring me letters from him. She would bring letters between us. We would correspond that way. And that's when we were really young, though. Yeah, that was middle school going into yeah, middle, middle school. school. And saying it now, <laughs> out loud, I guess there's always been an undertone of um, privacy between us. Call it what you want, privacy, or keeping us close, close to the chest, close to the vest. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the switch was because again, I wasn't able to date in high school. I, I feel like there was kind of this untouchable, unattainable, underlining infatuation with each other, maybe. Is that fair to say? Definitely. And it just, you know, it, it was that. Because you weren't able to date. And then I think when you were like, you know, you went away to college mm-hmm. and we kind of lost touch for a while, you know. Um, And by way of, you know, a person of short stature, um, I kind of was able to keep abrupt at what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just send kites through that person. Hey, throw it out at me, you know? (laughs) Right. This was back in the day where sending kites or those notes that were being passed between 
a mutual person. That was our way of like text messaging and, you know, shouting out. We talked about that, I think, um, in one of our other podcasts, how that's how we used to communicate like on campus. We would send, we would like pass the messages through passing period and things, and then we would write it back again. The other thing I wanted to mention is that this specificity, specificity of the part of the body that that just honed you in, Mr. Coleman, that's five points right there because no one says specifically it was the nape of your neck. It was the it was your left earlobe. It was <laughs> I mean, sign that brother F. I'm just saying, y'all. I'm just saying. Specificity of the small. Now you guys don't see it, and you guys do. You can see our logo on our podcast, and you see the very curvaceous outline silhouette of the woman who is, you know, a a, a mixture of Janae and I's physique. Um, but we ha- we are large behind women. So for him to say specifically, I saw the booty, but that backbone <laughs> is what brought me in. That's something. That's I want someone to say that about me. It was the inner elbow that had me. <laughs> Listen, over the years, Coco and Coleman have this thing where Coco gives him points and she takes points away. There's so another one about her too, but I'll keep that to myself. Oh no, no. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on that really quickly because we're 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 finishing up like how you guys met. So just a little backstory. Uh Mr. Coleman and I, we did not always see eye to eye. We did not like each other. Uh, as a protective best friend and I didn't really know their backstory how long they've known each other I just knew I did not like him he did not like me we did not have a good first impression of each other I remember seeing him just sitting like all grumpy face at San Jose State and the two we were going to tutoring and he was just like "Mm." he had no words no nothing for me but he was all about Miss Small the back and I was like okay that's how you want to do whatever then you ain't the one and then, you know, time went by and we still weren't best of friends. And then you grow and you learn and you understand and you change. And I was like, okay, Mr. Coleman, he's a small of a back kind of guy. So, you know, some days he would get a 75 and other days he would get negative 20. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our relationship. We have grown to be better uh, acquainted and we are now friends, I am glad to say. Um there's not many people I would say are worthy of my best friend's time and attention and affection, but I feel like over the years you have gained points in that area. So right now I think you're probably about at a 125. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and rack up some more points, shall we? Okay. <laughs> tone of some of that we'll call it like that puppy love and middle school and you know transition to high school you weren't allowed to have a boyfriend which never really stopped me but that's a different podcast um when did you guys actually when were you guys able to connect on a romantic level when when did that happen that happened Mm. Probably Y'all can't see it. This is old people thinking. This is old people thinking back right now. Y'all can't see it on the podcast. But their wheels are turning and their eyes are up in the corner like, hmm, when was that? 
<laughs> it took it it was a it was a it was a process. You know, it was definitely a process. Um and it wasn't something that happened overnight at all. Um and you wanna say you wanna give me like you want me to give you like a time of year or just kind of in general, like a ballpark. Was it like it, while she was in college? Because we know Janae moved to Southern California. Was it after she graduated? Like a like a stage or a time frame? So it was like a time in our life where we were both transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, she was transitioning. Uh, I think like finishing school. Um, she was moving back to the Bay Area and um, it was a time where we were both single. Um, I was transitioning out of a relationship and so it was a time that we were both available. So when you say rom- romantic, Coco, I think it's... it's um hard to pinpoint that because there's always been a love, but there was never, as he's explaining, an opportune moment, right? So there was never a time that he was available, I was available. We were geographically in the same place. Um, And so it it was hard. And every time we saw each other, you know, we would try and hang out or And that would be awesome. But there was never a time from like seventh grade all the way up to, um, yeah, when I was finishing college, I think. Um, And then, as he said, there were some major transitions in between. Um, So I think right now I would say maybe about 14, 13, 14 years ago is when we decided to jump in feet first. I decided, excuse me, I won't speak for you. I decided to jump in feet first. It was a mutual jump. Hmm. It was a jump jump, huh? It was a jump jump. Crisscross Chris Cross will make you. So that's, <laughs> that's the time that you moved back to uh, the Bay, Nay, and I was getting ready to move to Texas. Like it was about a year that we had together. Um, where you went to bed, we was hit, we was, it was like weekly. We was together weekly. And, um, hmm, I don't quite remember. I remember your name coming up. I'm just trying to think back. This is now you guys can't see it on the podcast. Now this old person is looking up to the left, like, hmm, what's going on? Well, and when we first started hanging out, I don't think that, um, we started hanging out. I don't think that I disclosed when we first started hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we were both in the Bay area. I had moved back for this, that, and the other. Um, But as we started to hang out, you know, he also ended up having to transition back to Southern California. So I say, I think we hung out for, how long would you say we hung out? Like, about eight, nine months. Yes, exactly. That was it. Like hardcore, like hardcore tough, or was it like 
kind of you guys kind of got together and had some no, margaritas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do chill. Yeah, because it was the first time that we really could hang out. Yeah. And we went hard in the paint. We saw each other all the time, hung out all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um much shenanigans. Tons of shenanigans. Trip, trips. <laughs> yeah. Discoveries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inquiring mind. Discoveries. That's a new one. Do tell. I mean, we were just discovering, like, you know, one another, our likes, dislikes, her mind, mm-hmm. which you know has. Um, Her her fissures are few and far from between. So I mean, Janae is like a world of knowledge, and I don't think I knew that. You just thought I was a pretty face. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. He said you was a smooth curve in the back. That's what he said. All right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. like, okay, we actually learned an upward bound. <laughs> it was beneficial. It was beneficial. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I I did remember you was working at the hotel. Yep. I do remember. Boom. It just hit me back. Okay. I remember this. I remember this. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Y'all can't see it. My face is excited because I remember. I remember this time. I remember this time. It was intense. It was intense and it was beautiful. And I think I had to live vicariously through you because I, like now, have nothing. I don't, I don't, I think it was, um, it was like one of those things where it was everything you never knew, but also knew it could be in such a short amount of time. For me, it was. Yeah, most of them. And, um, you know, it was the first time we had come into a physical relationship as well and had um, really developed this intimacy. Um, yeah. And then there was another abrupt transition. Well, tell us about that. <laughs> I mean, um, you're in a safe you know place. How, like, um, I can't really put my finger on it, but you know how, like, when you're a kid and you, like, you ask your parents for ice cream, mm-hmm. right? And your parents said, no, you can't have the ice cream. We can't have the ice cream. And then you finally get that ice cream and like you cherish that ice cream and you taste that ice cream over and over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like not, not, not physically, but like, you know, you're licking the ice cream. Like you love that ice cream. It's your favorite. My favorite flavor? No, I'm saying it's like your favorite. It turns into it's your, your favorite. favorite. Exactly. Like you, like 
It's your favorite ice cream. This is all right. Especially in the heat of the summer. <laughs> Refreshing. It tastes good. Very. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. So until you get stomach ache. <laughs> until you get older and you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> Then it's popsicles all around. And it's popsicles <laughs> and it's smoothies. Um, yeah, so we were going hard in paint. Um, and he had to move back to Southern California because he was expecting his second child is what happened. Mm-hmm. How, did, how, did, how did that trans- transpire? Not that you had a second child, I know. Um, so you asked how that transition, how did that transpire? Um, I mean, it was hard, you know, we knew she was coming. We had a lot of months together, but ultimately it was hard because we had been hanging out and he essentially had to relocate and we didn't talk about what that was going to mean in terms of us and a relationship. So at all. It kind of just fell off for a little while. How long was a little while? When did you you guys obviously have reconnected? How long did it take for you guys to reconnect? I moved to Southern California maybe the next year. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I think the next year. Um we talked here and there, um, but I ended up back in Southern California because the plans I had made to move to the Bay Area fell through. Um, yeah, so when I came back and got settled at some point, um, we started hanging out again. Was that after... I moved to Texas, so like about 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. I don't know exactly, like maybe like a year after you had been in L.A. And I think that's when we met in Santa Monica. Yeah, I I don't remember, but around there, somewhere in that time frame. But some years that passed when you got after you. Before you guys I, I don't know if it's been, I don't know that it was that long when I got back to SoCal, but possibly. Where was I living? That's how you can always tell. I think you were, you were definitely with the Lalas. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, then it definitely wasn't, a, it, it was right when I got back because I only stayed with them for maybe four months. Yeah, and then I got an apartment. So, because remember you were you were moving. I was moving. You were moving to the Pakistani projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh, that's crazy how all these years are coming together. So I don't have years for you. I I do it by age of children. So, which sibling was how old, or which child was how old? Yeah, right, right, right. So even with that being said, you guys have had such a long standing um, 
connection, intimacy. Um, I don't know if romantic would, would, would be the right word, but like you guys always had like this connection since seventh grade and y'all are still here. Um, what do you think is the, the reason behind that? Um, I don't know. I sometimes fight with that myself uh, because, you know, I think it could be fate. If there is a thing called fate or it could just be like, um, you know, like if you have a twin flame or, you know, a person you're supposed to be with, and that person keeps resonating throughout your life, no matter what the situation and circumstance. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, that could be it too. Or, you know, she just won't go away. <laughs> no, but like seriously. She's like herpes, but in a good way. It's cold-blooded. That my, these are my road dogs, by the way, that you guys are listening to. That's how they feel about me. <laughs> So this is what this is what I heard. And I appreciate you not saying like this is a cliche because we love each other. Because I think when people hear love, they think of that warm, gushy, romantic rom com kind of thing. Like it was twelve years and we saw each other in the city square and we ran to each other and we just remembered that we loved each other. You said you guys resonate. That's your person. When that one person, that person you know you're supposed to be with will always be there no matter what you go through in life that is it right there that's what that that thing that keeps you drawn to each other it's bigger than just what everybody's idea of love is well we love each other so we're just always going to we're always going to be around we're always going to be with each other that ain't that ain't what it is that it's not just that it's um it's deeper i feel like it's deeper than that it's deeper than the superficial definition of love so i appreciate you saying that and he and good job because you made it sound very pretty. I think you tied that one up in a bow, presented it on a beautiful yeah. platter. Um, and I can appreciate that. And I, I don't want to mislead people um, who might be no. like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's since they were in seventh and eighth grade. And listen, we have been every genre of movie, rom-com, horror, action, suspense, thriller. Okay. Documentary. Um <laughs> And we have tested the theory, you know. But never, never any like fisticuffs, though. No, no, not fisticuffs. We're not in here trying <laughs> to recreate Mortal Kombat because you know I'm crazy and I'll kill you. Um, I, we have tried to test the theory. We have had moments of severe, intense frustration. I have. I won't speak for you. Sorry. Where I've been like, you know what? I don't want you in my life. Um, and have fought tooth and nail 
to try and maintain that. Um, but there is this constant unexplainable pull that always happens that feels unnatural when he is not in my orbit. And, you know, it brings a lot of questions too, like, is it codependency? Is it habit? Is it convenient? Is it, right? You have to examine all of those things. Right. Um, and I did. And I think at times it's fair to say it has been those things, but those things also taper off and you just come back to kind of like, he's a choice. He's my choice. (laughs) Good, bad, ugly, and different. So it's like a kind of like a magnetic pull, like that undercurrent of the positivity. And then you guys are going through some peaks and valleys some highs and lows and as you guys grow and learn each other and learn yourselves you are able to maneuver through is it codependency is it um is it an addiction because we know that that can happen um or is it is it legit is it real and I feel like as you guys have maneuver it's I mean seventh grade that's a maneuver all of these different um trials and tribulations you're still here as adults who are trying to continue to move and grow and, you know, prosper and you're, you know, you're going to start plugging it out. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful black love as you can grow with somebody, even in absence from each other, even when you're feeling like this is not the right place for us to be. Um, y'all still here. Y'all still rocking it out. It may not be ideal. And that's kind of why we call it a situationship. Um, but there's there's a subtle beauty in it, you know what I mean? A connection. So that's your dog. That's your your person that's always gonna have your back. And I don't think people are able to see that or communicate that as much as they should. It's not always roses and sunshine. You're gonna have valleys, and those valleys are gonna be long sometimes. Um. So speaking on that, what has been one of your most traumatic experiences that you shared together, and how did you guys work through that? End? That. Dramatic or traumatic? Traumatic. They can, oh. It can be both. Well, oh, I got already. Some for you. <laughs> I'm gonna let Nate take this. You're gonna let me take it. I'm gonna let you take it. Um. So when I moved back to Southern California, we were hanging out again, tough again. Every weekend, weeknights, he was off. Um, And I can honestly say, in my mind, I fell in love with him. Like, there was just no, you know, you it, it kind of was disrupted when we were hanging out before he moved to Southern California. Um, but when I moved back and we were spending all of our time talking about all the hopes and dreams and plans and just enjoying each other and life. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> we had a bump. We had a big old bump and it kind of shattered everything. Um, you want to help me out here or? 
Don't talk about the bump. Don't talk about the bump. Do you want to talk about the bump? I do. I just want to make sure you're comfortable talking about the bump. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Um. So I was not informed that he was expecting um, his son with his daughter's mom. And it devastated me. And I think the most devastating part was that he, we had the purest friendship, right? Tell each other everything. There was no, I didn't even see him as like my man, my boyfriend, my, because he was a friend. It, it was romantic, but we were friends, like seventh grade, 10 toes down, right? And so when that came about, you know, my biggest question was like, how are you going to treat me like all these other men out here have been treating me, right? Like we're friends. And that was very, it was devastating. It was very hard. That was traumatic for me. I think that I, another part about it was is that the way you found out you know, um, and I didn't, um, I wasn't man enough at the time to just come at you with it, you know, respect that or know that you would be able to deal with it. However, it may happen, you know, um, I think you use the term at the time you didn't give me the information so I could deal with it how I was going to deal with it and I didn't you know um so I do apologize for that I've already said that before but I just want to say it again because I was wrong for that um thank you also um you remember me saying that i'm yeah i remember you saying that yeah yeah i remember you looking at me in the car saying like it was yesterday you give me so much credit like i didn't like hang up on you and cuss you out first and snot on you but yeah i guess it came around to that <laughs> it was pretty like that after i thought about it but there was definitely some uh explicitives in there and and yeah. yeah and it goes back to the friendship like if we were ever friends and you've told me every single thing else every single thing else yeah why wouldn't you give me this to hold right so but i think it's it's helpful go ahead Jenny. i was just wondering i was trying to think in my mind how we move past that and i think it was just time we what? Move past it. Healed it was, Yeah, it was definitely time. Yeah. Did you guys ever take um, time, time heals all, but did you guys ever get to a point where you were able to discuss it and be like, yo, like you did, like you said your piece, um, Ron said his piece, and then you guys were like, okay, we've had the time to heal, we've discussed it, and now we can move on from it? Or was it just time? I think it was just time. 
we yeah. did discuss it, but it was just time. Yeah. You can talk about it into the ground, but we had to deal with the whole, I had to deal with, I had to deal with the thoughts I was having at the time, which is way back where I thought I wanted to have kids or, and I had already put it in my mind that that was something we could do. Um, so there was a lot of stuff to reconcile with and we had conversations, but you can't just cause you talk about it doesn't mean that it's healing you. Right. So there was a, small period there was a time of separation um I just I couldn't deal because then you have the after effects right so now you have your son and that's a whole dynamic in itself so yeah there definitely definitely was time I think it's uh, important to recognize that Mr. Coleman you you said that it was you weren't the man you are today like there are, I think that we take for granted that people grow and change at different paces. And the fact that you were able to recognize that I just wasn't at the stage that I could be like, yo, this is what it is, that it was uncomfortable for you to even tell Janae, even though you guys are, you guys pretty much best friends, like you tell each other everything. But that was one thing that you just could not bring yourself to do, no matter how down on my four flat tires you were because you knew it would you knew it would shake her wall you knew it would devastate her and in that and trying to protect somebody you do things that you think are going to protect them but then as we saw that it didn't it that was not the case so yeah it's the complete opposite and it hurt her and it hurt us Coco, you're so good at this. You're so neutral. I, you don't want to talk about your experience in the phone calls that you got during that time. <laughs> I was low key. I was thinking about it too. I was like, hold up. As my, so I always refer to these two as like my left hand and my right hand. And so as my right hand, like you got all the, you got all the crying phone calls and all the, let's make a plan to go fuck this again. <laughs> Listen. He was on negative. He was in the red and all, and we don't do red. He he was negative points. And I was just like, why are we still talking about this? Why are we not doing something about this? And I think, did it, was it when you, I think I was still in Cali because you moved to that one apartment. Did he help you move there? And then all this happened. I was, I was just like. You were gone. Okay. Okay. That must have been another situation where you were in the negative. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's another, like, yes, I was to trying to say, say it again. When she moved to the Bat Cave. Was it the Bat Cave? The Bat Cave by the water. Bat Beach. But Coco never went there. Oh. I think I was at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I was trying to make sure that we were getting the, like, the meat and potatoes of the situationship. I didn't want to interject too much of my, my role and everything. And I know this Negro did not. I gave him a chance. You want to be over here flipping and dipping, 
why you didn't say something. I don't even know why we messing with him no more, Janae. Let's roll on. Let's do something else. Let's, uh, he ain't even worth it. He ain't even worth it. That's, but it's that's in, it, in a way, it's important, right? Because. Well, I can't be mad at you, Coco, because you're the best friend. So that's how you supposed to react. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, look, where is car at? <laughs> I got the knife. Let's go. Yeah. You know? No, no. Not the car. Where he at? Where he at? <laughs> Not your knees. You can try to take my knees up. Yes. Both and the ankles. And the ankles. Oh. Kiki cow. Kiki cow. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was it was rough to I think in any situation, and I think I can speak for Janae, you know, we're we're like minded. When your bestie is hurting and you can't do anything. Or your bestie is hurting, especially when it's romantic. It just seems like a different level of of pain because that's 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 the soul. That's just and I could not stand your dirty draws. I could not believe you did that to my girl. I just couldn't. Freaking! Oh, you think you cool because you brought some French fries from Peanuts and you over here at Upper Bound looking at my oh. best friend? Whatever. You ain't nobody. Whatever. <laughs> now I'm here. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> he said peanuts, their fries, slamming still. 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 Yeah. SJSU SJSU alum, current student, upward bound graduate, summer bridge graduate. Get you some fries. Yeah. Some fries, boy. We're not sponsored peanuts, by the way. Right. <laughs> Just shout out to peanuts. Shout out to peanuts. So many of us say, would you say that you feel like there are any other traumatic experiences or like um and maybe you wouldn't use the word trauma but anything that has occurred that you feel like might have affected you in a way that you had to focus on healing Uh, let's see. Like, I know you don't like when I'm like, that's it. We need time to park. <laughs> right. You, you like, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> I do not do that anymore. <laughs> no, thank goodness. <laughs> but that did happen a lot and it was because you know hey i was fucking up or not being engaged right when like there's times when i disengage in our relationship or in the friendship um and I have to, um, and I mean, sometimes I tell myself, like, I'm a terrible friend, even to, like, my friends, because there's times when I disengage. Like, I don't know, am I, like, a loner type person or something? But it's in maybe in my DNA. So there are times when I do disengage. But you're the one that called me, you call me out on my shit. You know, so 
I, I love you for that. And it makes me be a better person. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that could be one. I don't know what else. Traumatic experience or drama experience. We haven't had too many. So maybe, or maybe like something that you had to, like something that hurt you, situation or words that were said that hurt you, that maybe caused a rift in your guys' you know, friendship or relationship that you guys had to work through with either time or communication, and then you were able to heal from it and it's brought you to a better place. Well, I can tell you about a recent one. I was okay. trying to like go back, but I can't really think of anything like... I can tell you about a recent one. Go ahead, tell me. Inquiry so, mind. <clears throat> recently, we were close. And we got the opportunity to spend, like, time with each other. Like, like living under the same roof type time. And with that, there came... I don't want to say rules, but there were rules because um, I was put in the situation and she was there for me because she is my friend and she allowed me to stay in her home. Um, me, you know, basically doing whatever the hell I want, you know, all my life, or at least at that point in time and then being put in a situation where, you know, I had to follow a set of rules. It kind of didn't like, it, it just didn't work for me. Like, I don't really, like I make my own rules and I go with the flow. Like, you know, I'm really a chill dude, but I don't really need no rules and regulations. Like, I don't like, I'm a, I'm a rule breaker. Fuck it. <laughs> he absolutely is a rule breaker and he absolutely does not like when things dictate how he's supposed to feel or think about something. Right. So one of the rules was I had to be in the house by what time, Janae? 12, 1, 12. It was 1. 1. OK. So there were like, so one time came in the house. I think it was like maybe 2. And I think I only came in the house 2 because after work one night, I got off at 11 o'clock. I went to the bar and had a drink or two with some co-workers. <laughs> it happens. And I came in the house at two o'clock. And the next day she said something to me. Something to the fact that let's not do that again. 
me being the person that I am and not liking these rules, I'm like, are you serious? Like, you're serious. She's like, yeah, I was serious. Okay. So then the next time I find myself out of the house, one so-and-so, whatever time it was, I fell asleep in the car. You know, I didn't want to break her rules. And then one more time it happened. And um, all hell broke loose. Because I came in the house at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Because once again, I don't like to follow rules. And it almost like really broke us, you know, and it's hard because it was so small, like, you know, that rule, I guess you could say. And, but it's like, you know, me like having to respect her and her space, you know, um, and I guess I, it doesn't matter what I believe in. It's what she believes in and what she said for me. So, you know, we, we, uh, we were mad at each other, like really mad. And when you, if you live in a space with someone and you're mad at them, it's bad. It's ugly and it's nasty. And we've never had that. Yeah. Like between us ever. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, I come in the house from work. What you doing? Or how are you doing today? You know, you get a look, you know? just the aura just everything off you know so I don't know yeah and two things one we're both cancers so we're both sensitive individuals he doesn't like to make you sensitive we are we are both intensely feeling people um so when you are angry you are angry and when you are what's another emotion elated you're elated it's the best feeling in the world right um I also would like to give some context because looking back of course you know I don't need to be setting rules or a grown man um but just to keep it a buck When we talk about the past, let's, I'm, we're just going to, this is what it is. We're dealing and healing, right? I was your side chick for a long time. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Is that fair? Okay. Not knowing, not knowing. But then coming into knowledge and still choosing to participate in that role. So 
because you used to be out at all hours of the night with me, there was some underlying mistrust, right? Well, you're not about to, I'm very clear on how you did her. You're not about to do that with me on top of, you know, we have the seniors here. So, you know, I'm, I'm not justifying it, but I would like to give it some context that I didn't arbitrarily, you know, come up with trying to control your whole life. Um, there were some trust issues there in being in the same space and ripping and running all hours of the night. And the other part of that is like how I feel about respect, right? Even with all that said and done, if that were to ever come full circle again, there is a level of respect about coming in the house. Doug come in the house at 4 a.m. You don't want me coming in the house at 4 a.m. Which could be another conversation, but it is another conversation because I'm a night out. Like I just nine times like when I like I don't know, I'm like out, oh, like I just go out at night. Woo! You know. <laughs> Well, I like, as I'm getting that, older, though, as I'm getting older, I realize that you're not supposed to go outside at night because that's when, like, Mama said, like, you know, the only thing open after I'm, eleven o'clock is legs and Seven Eleven, and just shit happen at night. Like, you just not supposed to be outside. <laughs> and we're in a different space. So I would think that too. There would not be those trust issues if that were to, if that situation were to present itself again. Not saying that it will, but if it does, you know, there would be a different level of communication. Right. A different level of communication. Definitely. Yeah. So how do you think we healed from that and moved on? How do what? How do you think we healed from that and moved on? Well, we discussed that, like... Like, we really discussed that one because we both had an issue with it. Um, but you, I think the big part about that and how, like, how we kind of forgave one another was because you said that you, um, you might have. What did you say? I can't think right now. I, I don't remember. I'm sure we had a conversation about a conversation and I overreacted. Yeah. That's yeah. There was it was an overreaction and I told you that I was wrong as well. We're not respecting you and your wishes at that time. I think, like, you know, when it happens, like, when shit happens to me, it's like, we we do grow from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I do learn. Because we don't have, like, hella arguments, you know, hella, uh, like, disagreements or whatnot. So when we do have them, like, they're big, yes. But I definitely learn from it. Yeah. You know. And it, it sounds like you guys both learned from it. Like, you know, in hindsight, nay, you're like looking back, shouldn't have given you, you know, rules. You're a grown man. Um, 
and there was some trust issues there, but also just like you said, respect. There's seniors here. You know, I kind of don't want the house open late at night. Um, you know, I understand you want to be out and about. That's, you know, something that we have, that compromise kind of thing. But at the same time, please respect what's going on in the house. Um, it's a little bit different for um, you guys, you know, coming together and then getting a spot together as opposed to how the situation went down where, you know, you were coming into an already established situation. Right. So it's, it's good to know that you guys know that there was a lesson to be learned on both sides and that you guys were able to talk it out and then move forward, you know, deal with it and then heal from it. Like perfect example right there. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fair to say that one thing about the dynamics of our relationship through the years that just it's, it's what makes it is that Coleman always creates a space for me where I can be me and completely, um, he creates a space for me to be vulnerable no matter what's going on. Right. And so when that's like, what's the word? If it gets like tense, it feels, it hurts. Like it hurts really bad. Right. Because it's usually 1000% a safe space. It's usually very, here it is. So I would say that Coleman is the first person to have me understand an actual soul tie, right? Because before we ever, ever had sex, it was already there. It was already that, what'd you call it? Twin flame. It was already this pool and this connection. What do I, I used to say, kismet, right? It was, it's, it was already established. And I feel like if you don't understand what the dynamic of that is, meaning sometimes I'm meant to be his friend, he's meant to be my friend. Sometimes, you know, he acted in the role as my man. Other times he's been my lover. Like when you go through all of those things, it's it's scary when it's not aligned because it's unnatural to be misaligned. Does that make sense? And I think, too, coming into the situation the way that you guys did, like you were saying, I was that side chick. Not knowing at the time, but then coming into the knowledge of that, that's who I was. But now I'm not. I'm, I'm number one. But I know the tendencies that you have. I know your MO. And there's been times where you've had, we, we was doing this. And so, in, you know, being in that knowledge and in that situation, that shifts your your ability to be vulnerable because now it's not it's not every now and again and when you're doing when you're when it's you guys have that time together it's special it's concentrated it's a thousand percent and then you you know you have your week or whatever or two weeks and then you have that moment where you guys are able to be one thousand percent vulnerable and there and it's comfortable and now it's every day all day you supposed to take out the trash you didn't take out the trash you want to come up in here at one o'clock in the morning um, you grunted when I say good morning. Like it's a total different dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different. And so my my question is, did in hindsight, did you guys talk about how it's gonna be different? Because that's that's important. Like you went from being my boo to being my partner. That's different. That's a face cream and curlers in the hair different. Right. Holes in the drawers different. Right. <laughs> we did not. And that was a big mistake. 
right? I think that we thought we could. I feel like in the beginning, we thought we could kind of stay like, yeah, okay, bruh. And then we kind of fell into this rhythm. And with the rhythm came unspoken expectations, maybe, on both sides. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, right? And I also think that his capacity to give me what I needed never had to be 24 seven. Previously, when we would connect, it was golden because he could essentially refuel me and go back to life. Right. Um, once a week, every other week, every couple weeks, you know, spend a couple days or spend a night or, and we're real simple, like the bar pool dancing that, that's a great time. <laughs> and so, and I didn't realize how much I needed it, right? I'm, I'm always this, I am an independent woman. I got it. It's on lock. But having him here kind of gave me this vision of, of partnership and what it would be like to conquer life together, if that makes sense. And So yeah, you're right. We didn't talk about it. And it was a mate, it was a shift. It was a shift mentally, emotionally, um, that we were unprepared for. Um, and then the di- I mean the dynamic of we didn't have his kids, which was waiting on him, which was a whole thing in itself, right? Yeah, definitely. I, and I think that's um that was one of the reasons why. You know, I didn't stay and live there with you, uh, along with the, uh, you know, coming in the house after hours and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that shift was, uh, it was like, you know, kind of like came together, like, you know, the Huxtables, like all of a sudden, you know, like we're, we tried to make it like that. And I don't think like we never had a discussion. We never had to talk about it. I mean, we just had to talk about, you know, quote unquote house rules, but you know, when you're with someone 24 seven, like you said, then you have to deal with what time you get up in the morning you know, what's for dinner, like that stuff is different. And in the dynamic of a relationship where they're like, (laughs) I'm not easy. And I say that meaning I'm not difficult, but I know that you've had mediocre and that's not me. And I will put my foot in your ass. (laughs) And I, I, I just, I know that that's a shift. There's a shift when I expect yeah. you to be the man. That, that was a shift. You're right. It was a shift because, yeah, your demands are high. Are they, though? No, they're not. In, in comparison to what you're used to, they're high. They're, yeah. The expectations, the demands, what she's looking for are higher than what you're used to. So it may not be high, maybe average, but compared to what you're used to, 
Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, and that being said, it, you know, just, I wasn't used to it. And I think that she, she wasn't used to me in that capacity as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. But it, it seems like even with all of that, there's that was that's a pretty tough one. And I, I was privy to that. Um I try to be neutral in most situations in the beginning and then like then you know, Coco comes out I'm like, nah, bruh. But I could see both sides of the story. Um, and they, like Janae said, you, you gave rules to a grown man, mm, not something we should do, but at the same time, there was no communication beforehand. You guys kind of slipped into a, I don't want to say fantasy, but I don't know what else to say. Like this, like a role, this dream. Yes. That you were like, well, we're good here. So let's try it 24 seven without talking about what it looks like 24 okay. seven. And 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 just life and being human, you don't know until you do it. You don't you you can't learn unless you make mistakes. And I feel like you guys going through that situation, you have learned what is needed in order to make this this situationship a real relationship that is going to be prosperous and um, more good than bad. And you guys can rock out this this journey called life together because you've had this time, these opportunities to make these mistakes, deal with them, process them, and then heal from them. And you guys are still here. The current is still there. The mag- the magnetic pool is still there. The friendship, it's genuine. You can see it. You can tell. The friendship is, is, a, is the key that kind of keeps you guys here together. You know, 20-something plus, almost 30 plus years later, the friendship is the, is the foundation. And not every relationship has that. Every intimate relationship has that. So I was going to ask, how do you guys feel, you know, if your friendship is genuine, but it's clear it is. Um, There may have been some bumps and bruises and even uh, Nay and I have had our bumps and bruises. And I don't, but I don't think we've ever questioned if our friendship was genuine. You know what I mean? So um, that was the first time that Coco had your back and took your side, by the way. Just, I don't know if I ever told you that. I probably didn't because I wouldn't know that. She definitely was like, he's a grown man. So whatevs. And low key, I mean, I understood both sides, but I was just like, that's not, that's not what they do. <laughs> and like, and I, and I knew he was a night owl because he worked night audit. As, you know, and I'm a night owl, so I was just like, I get it. Um, but I'm always big on like the communication. Janae and I both are both both big on communication. If you gonna stay out, I get it. I would love for you to be home at one, but if you want to stay out, let us just know. <laughs> let us just, and then take a picture of the surroundings so I know you're not with the one that's just me. And I would be okay with that. I would, I would be, I would be okay with that. But we never talked about that. So right, right. And so, yeah, I did. I I had your back. There might have been one other time, Janae. One other time, I had his back, but that was that was a big one. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you guys kind of talked. 
you guys kind of touched on what the challenging personality traits about one another that you you've had a hard time working through like this that whole last situation which was like question number four kind of covered a lot of the questions I was going to ask you so you know the the cancer in both of you guys Janae's um I'm woman hear me roar take care of things we we would control we like control because then you know we know what's going to happen we know what things who's uh whose head things are falling on and then not being able to be in control that's that's not a that's not a pretty side of us that you want to see and so what would you say mr coleman would be one of the most challenging traits of of may that you had to either process deal with or just be like, nah, bro, I can't even. I'm out. Just <laughs> It's a safe space. Also, safe space. Safe space on your mind. It will not be held against you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> put it that way. It was her control. It was how she'd like to have control of everything. But we recently had a talk about the control aspect. And can I talk about this? Yeah. Okay. And how she feels as though, or she she's she's known, she's grown, and knows that um, what comes out of her to others that looks like control, it comes from her being the oldest child, you know. Um, kind of having to raise her siblings. Um, also, her being, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, independent for so long and having to take care of other people, right? So she's like, mm, like the nurturing type, but the one that, you know, she's the mom that brings home the food to feed all the other children and then the cousins and then the other cousins, you feel me? And then the neighbors. So she's that, right? So she has control of several situations, you know what I'm saying? And when she feels that her control is maybe questioned, she she can snap, you know, just like you know any mom would. Like you know, she's trying to feed her kids. You know, she might snap on you if you put a finger in the nest, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So it's kind of like you don't have that chink in the chain. Like she's got a way that things move and work because she's got to do 17 different things by this amount of time. And she's, she's on it. It's always worked well. And it's worked well because I got control. I got a system. I got a schedule. I got a board. And here you come in at somebody's four o'clock in the morning talking about what? Right. I don't know what the guys. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing, you know, for instance, hypothetically. <laughs> so how do you work yeah. through it? Or how have you worked through it? How have I worked through it? Like, I guess a better question is like. How have I dealt with it? How have I dealt with? Yes, exactly. Spot on. Well, I'm. Now that I'm more knowledgeable about. I think you and. The control thing. I can. Better gauge my response to it, you know, like if there's ever like an issue again. Where it's like, yo, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. We need to go to the airport. This is you dead on though. We need to be at the airport. We <laughs> got five. We gotta be at the airport at four o'clock and it's one o'clock. Like, and I'm not at the house yet. Like, we got plenty of time to get to the airport. Come on now. Airport's like an hour away. But I understand it. I get it now. So as long as I, I get it, like I understand it, like the other side of it, then I'm like, okay, I got you. I got you. I'll be there shoot, 12 noon. We're gonna make this play. We're gonna make this, we gonna make this play at four o'clock, five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> that's spot on. I think that's important that you said that's the important thing that. You didn't understand why she was why she had to be in control, why she was controlling, what was behind the rules, and how she operated in the 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 role of caretaker because she's always been that. But yeah. once you understood it, then it's like, oh, that ain't, that ain't a problem. Now I got right. it. I I get it. Right. But like you said, before you guys didn't have that conversation to even hear that part, you're just like, you ain't gonna control me. I'm a grown ass man, right, mom? <laughs> And again, like, come on, our whole class, he didn't have to see that side of me because he took care of me when I was with him. I didn't have to be those things, right? Right. I I didn't have to be, he was, every time we go out, oh, there's this new spot. We're going to the funky monkey. We're going to the, I'm like, I trust you wherever you're going, I'm going, right? But stepping into this world, right, is right was completely different right and again being in charge all the time is different than taking care of me some of the time right because some days I also don't think like or I should I know I can state this some days you don't have the emotional capacity me yes Oh, yeah. Some days you don't have the emotional capacity to be that person. So I didn't know that because I never experienced that. That's true. 
And so we didn't have our given pool. I didn't know when I was supposed to be 60, you were 40 or you were 40. I was 60 because when I was with you previously, you were 150. And I was good with that because I could come down to 2%. Give me a shot. Carry me to the car. Take me home. (laughs) Right. And you're right about that part. Like, because with us together, you were, we were both able, you know, us 24 seven together, we were able to see like different parts of us that we had never seen before, you know? And yeah, there's times when I like, you know, like you said, like, you know, I'm there like 15% of the time or 15% there, like physically, because I may tap out on my, you know, in my mind or whatnot, you know? And then I saw all the different parts of you you know, they like the part when you like come home from work and you need to decompress. Like I wasn't aware of that at all. Had never seen that before. And I, I remember I used to come in the house and be like, hey, how you doing? And she'd be like, I'm fine. But you really didn't, you know, <laughs> you, you weren't there yet. You were still decompressing from the day. And I finally got that. Like after a while, I I get it, and I think like now, like I kind of do the same thing, you know. Like I need have a little long time to myself to think about what happens during the day, or you know, that man that flipped me off or whatever in the car driving home, or you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. But I totally get it. Yeah. I think that being experiencing it and seeing it from May, you realize that you do, you probably been doing that, but you were never in a situation where you had to recognize it or put a label on it. I think a lot of us, when we come home, I don't need to hear about the dishwasher breaking down or whatever. I just need some downtime real quick so I can transition into being home and not being in traffic or being at work. We don't realize that we we need that. Um, we may not always do it, but we need that. And right. so you saw that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good idea. I'll start trying that. Or I've been doing that. That's crazy. I didn't even know that's what it was called. You're <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. And my and mine may be coming home and having a beer. Right. It may be right. simple five minutes, but I need that five minutes, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like the challenging traits kind of oh I didn't segwayed sorry the uh enduring personality traits you guys kind of you said you've talked about a little bit you know in earlier in the podcast but um did you guys want to like point out one of those just like "Mm, I just love this about them kind of thing sure but I like to answer the other question because I didn't I didn't sorry yeah talk about my challenging traits Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's important um he's already mentioned it so he disengages he just checks out and our ongoing challenge up until recently 
is he just checks out and he ditches. I call it ditches, ditching. And he'll go two, three weeks, month, won't text, won't call, won't come see me. Well, when he was closer. Um, And it drives me bananas. It drives me bananas on several levels before I even get to a very selfish level. One, you're a black man in America. Okay. I, I need to know that you're breathing. I need to know that you're okay. Two, it says a lot about actually it used, I used to equate it for you to how you felt about uh, yeah. mm-hmm. until I learned the pattern is that it's something that you do <laughs> and it's horrible and I hate it, but, and it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, but it's like something that you do when you disengage, you kind of disengage from the whole universe. Um, and I still, you know, think that I should be inside that bubble of the universe, but everything's a work in progress. And, and you are, because like I told you, like not a, day's, not a day goes by when, you know, you don't, you don't walk across, you know, my mind. But, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm like the, what is it called? What is that t-shirt company? Like, uh, the anti-social club? I'm like the OG, like, you know, like, I don't well, know. Really anti-social, y'all. You guys know that's his personality disorder. He just is not social. <laughs> he's, yeah. not, he's not anti-social because that's going into like psychopath pathology and whatnot. Well, I'm not antisocial. Yeah, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know why I do Do you that. know, Mr. Coleman, do you know why you disengage so with such commitment? Like, is there a reason? Because, like, I know that there's times where I am, I just, I, I don't know if it's disengaging. I am down. It's, I've had too much and I check out. Um, I do try to check back, you know, if someone texts me, if Nate texts me or whatever, I will text back, but it's usually just straight. I'm good or I'm not good, but you know, I'm, I'm out. I can't, I have nothing to give anybody right now and I need to recharge This is what I'm doing. Or I'm just in a dark place and I don't, I can't, I can't right now. Yeah. That dark place does happen sometimes. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, and because of Janae that I um, I've been seeing a therapist, you know, um, took me a long time to actually do that and say it. So, yeah. 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 For real. That he just pat himself on the back. If you guys, for you who are just listening, that's major. I don't want to cut you off, but that's, that's like a huge step, especially for black men in America, because you don't want to, you don't want to show weakness or you don't want to tell nobody your business or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's mandatory. You have to, you got to be able to get that out there and even just, even if it's just a vent and get it out and to get the help that you need, there's some tools that you're not thinking of that, you know, a professional can give you to help you get through those times. So that's awesome. Big up, big up. And I think you, 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 you kind of said it right now. You said tools, like, I'm a uh, 
my dad always called them like the tools of life, right? Like you got to have, he used this, he would say like, you know, any handyman has a, you know, his trunk with his tools in it and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to give you your tools so you can navigate through life. But when you navigate through life as an adult, sometimes you need additional tools, whether it be from your pastor, whether it be from, you know, a minister, uh, your wife, um, your manager at work. And in some cases, yeah, a therapist. That's important. Yeah, I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you. That's good. Before we do um, enduring, I think we should roll over to bonus content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where we can talk about our enduring qualities. And I just lost my thought. I, I got a hot question for the bonus. So tune in for that one. Um, enduring qualities. And it was going to be sort of sultry, but I can't remember. So anywho, thank you for joining us for uh, this episode of Dylan and Healing as we conclude our relationship series. Um, I really hope that you guys have been able to listen to this episode and maybe parts of it were relatable. Maybe they weren't. Um, I'm very proud of us for opening up and letting it all out. Um, in the hopes that if you are in a situationship <laughs> or happily, madly, deeply in love at the beginning, butterflies in the stomach phase, or you've been married for 55 years, we do hope that you have two things, communication and honesty, because that's really what it comes down to. Please join us on and follow us on our Patreon. We are Dylan and Helen, D-E-A-L-N-H-E-A-L-N. Um, you can also email us at Gmail and also find us on YouTube. Any last words, Cody? Hey, I we may thank- not be there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I want to thank you two beautiful Black queens for having me Thanks. on your wonderful podcast. And I'm sure it'll do major things in the future. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I think this was a very good one. Um, but stay tuned because we got some juicy tidbits coming up in the bonus content. After so, hours. AKA after hours. Yeah. AKA grown yeah. folks only. Grown folks only. Rated R. Uh, we may not be therapists. But so we're, we have And we're definitely yeah. not comedians. <laughs> Yeah. we'll edit that we out this thing yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we should just record it once a time and just like sound like that is <laughs> well